0: I want you to turn your Bibles over to the book of Psalms, chapter 127. Psalm 127, you know, as I said, we are living in a day where um, fatherhood is being diminished, the male role uh, is literally and intentionally wanting to be uh, removed from the fabric of our society, and uh, from our family system that God has created. God has a design for us as men, as well as fathers. And he intended in his word for you and I to accomplish that design, to accomplish uh, that purpose for us. And it's up to you and I as fathers, as we are celebrating fathers this morning, to make sure that. We establish a righteous generation that will follow after we have left the scene. A righteous generation that will continue to stand for Jesus and to impact the world for the Word of God. It is our responsibility as fathers to teach our children, to raise our children, concerning God's principles for life, And relationships. God has placed that mantle of responsibility upon us. So I want to talk about the importance of fathers with you for a moment this morning out of the book of Proverbs chapter 127 and verse 3, starting with verse 3. When you have that, say amen amen. Whatever you are reading from, uh, follow along. The writer of Psalms, did I say Proverbs? I'm sorry, Psalms. (laughs) Psalms. My mistake. Psalms 127, verse 3. Those of you that have Proverbs 127 are in trouble. Now, does everybody have Psalms 127? Yes. That sounds better. Verse 3 Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has a quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. But shall speak with their enemies in the gate, and so the Bible says to you and I that uh, children are a heritage or are a lineage uh, from the Lord given to us, and uh, they are given to us to become warriors uh, for the kingdom of God, and in our hands uh, as fathers as uh, Guardians, if that's the case, uh, we are to train them. And the Bible says there will be joy as we step into that role of being uh, the father or the, the, the trainer of those children. I read a story of one of my generation's greatest minds. His name is Dennis the Menace. And he says he's having a problem, and he's standing in the corner, and he's in trouble again. How many know Dennis was always in trouble? And he's shouting and screaming at the top of his lungs, and he's lecturing uh, his dad and his mother. And he said, "If if you're raising me right and in such a good way, how come I'm always getting in trouble? That's a great line. Because how many know kids are always pawning off the trouble they get into on us as parents? And you and I this morning need to realize as fathers specifically, understand the the responsibility of stewardship in the roles and in the lives of our children. We're not just supposed to teach them personal preferences that we have, our personal likes and dislikes uh, that we have, our, our own family traditions, those are fine and well, but we're to teach them and use godly wisdom to teach them spiritual truths spiritual precepts and concepts that will make their lives better in, 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 in conjunction will make society also a better place and a, a stronger place to live in. And it be, begins with dads. A father leads in the whole training of that child's mind, their morality, and in a manner of the way they live their lifestyle. In Ephesians chapter 6 and in verse 4, the Apostle Paul writes, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so the goal is not just parental authority or domination, but passing on with love and wisdom, God's principles of authority to our children. That is our mission as men, as fathers. And I want to take a few moments here to say this, if uh, there was an absence of a father in the home, and mom was there, and uh, she was the one tasked With raising uh, those children. God bless you, mom, for doing uh, a man's job. Uh, You stepped in the gap, and God honors uh, your work and uh, your effort, and we don't diminish uh, that level of responsibility uh, and action from the mom. But for dads, uh, it is the primary focus from God's word that the father would be the one To bring that godly correction and uh, fill that authority figure in the home. There may always be a generation gap in the home, but there should never be a spiritual authority gap in that home. It should always be fulfilled uh, by the Father. And this is why there is a move, uh, and there is a, uh, a, a, what's the word I'm looking for, a promotion to demote uh, the role of the Father in uh, the home. And, you know, we are, are reading day after day and listening day after day to the tragedies that are occurring in our nation the tragedies of of the devastation of families of children's lives being destroyed the violence that is overrunning our society in different ways and manners uh, yes even uh, through the the killing and the murders of innocent Children and people are looking for answers, and they're pointing to this as okay. Well, if you do this, and that's going to solve the problem, and if you do this over here, it's going to solve the problem, and etc. and uh, so on. But what society and what you and I, as the people of God, need to realize uh, is uh, that there is a spiritual problem and a gap uh, that is are uh, causing our society to see the devastation and experiencing the, the, the corruptness and uh, the tragedy in our lives and and those around us. It is the lack of of spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I'm going to take a few moments to read some statistics that you probably have heard already, but I think it's an appropriate time so that we can begin to look at what the problem is and and where it begins and how it filters out into society to where we're seeing the problems and experiencing the devastation. Millions of children throughout our nation are growing up without their fathers. Data from the United States Census Bureau shows nearly 18.5 million children grow up without their fathers, which has in return led to the United States owning the title of the world's leader in the fatherless. Can you imagine that? We, the United States, own the title of, the, of leading the world uh, of with father, children without fathers. What a title to own. Among the 25 most cited school shooters since Columbine, 75% were raised in broken homes. Psychologist Dr. Peter Langman, a preeminent expert on school shooters, found that most came from incredibly broken homes of not just divorce and separation, but also infidelity, substance abuse, criminal behavior, domestic violence, and child abuse. We know that fatherhood is the essential is essential to the development of our children. And the increased involvement of fathers in the home leads to better results on a wide variety of outcomes. From economic prosperity, increased academic performance, to improved social mobility. Fathers in the respective homes continue to be the key indicator of success for all children across racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic groups. It's dads, it's fathers in the home. Eighty-five percent of children and teens with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes, and over seventy percent of adolescent patients in drug and alcohol treatment centers Originate from homes without fathers. You and I need to recognize how we as fathers empower, we teach, and develop our children how important and what role it plays in their well-being, their mental health, and and the ability to persevere through life's difficulties and challenges. It is the Father that helps children grow successfully and accomplish the tasks that God has for their destinies. Research indicates that children without fathers at home are nine times more likely to drop out of school and represent 90% of all homeless and runaway Children, You see, you cannot argue with statistics. And society says they have answers for the, 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 the sickness and the corruption and the devastation that we read about every day. But the answer, I want to tell you, is in the Word of God and through the Father that God has established to be in that home and we need to see that when we read and we watch and we listen to those reports and not allow our lives to be influenced by the smooth talking of of the talking heads and whatever else is going out there say no it is because it is a spiritual issue that can only be remedied by God's word by word the word of God and an excellent resource to turn to this morning that will help us understand how we as dads can make a difference in this world is found in the book of Proverbs. Now you can turn your Bibles over to the book of Proverbs. Because it's in the book of Proverbs that we see a critical lesson and lessons throughout the word in, in the book of problems, Proverbs that speaks to the difficulties of life, the problems that our children will face. And a word that you see throughout the book of Proverbs is a word called wisdom. Wisdom. Say that with me this morning. Wisdom. What is wisdom? Well, let's read in Proverbs chapter 8 Uh, Chapter 1 and verse 8. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and while at the same time not forsaking your mother's uh, teaching. Well, you see, that's what I said at the beginning. You know, fathers have wisdom. We need to give them our knowledge uh, concerning the Word of God, but don't uh, disregard or disrespect your mother's teaching and wisdom also, because how many know sometimes moms can be smarter than dads? At certain places and certain things, moms have wisdom that are more appropriate for children than sometimes dads are, because dads are real macho. Yeah, go ahead and climb on the roof and take that leaf out. The word wisdom sometimes in the book of Proverbs is replaced by the words instruction or understanding, or discretion. And we know there are two types of wisdom that we're we're told about in the Word of God. In the book of James, it speaks about earthly wisdom, which James identifies as unspiritual. It's sensual and demonic. That's the earthly wisdom that we hear about throughout in the world. And then James talks about a wisdom from above, a pure wisdom, a heavenly wisdom, a peaceable wisdom, a gentle wisdom. And as fathers, we need to choose to teach our children the wisdom that not necessarily I mean earthly wisdom there is wise I get it I understand earthly wisdom there are truths in it that we need to be able to decipher and uh, you know uh, to make sure that it's not going contrary to the Word of God when we teach our children that's fine and dandy but yet for the principles of life for relationships, and how to associate with other people and get along in the world, it's going to take godly wisdom to do that, which is peaceable, which is pure, and which is gentle. And that's what we need to learn to teach our children, the wisdom from God. Not only in thought, but in action and in conduct. Conduct teach them how to carry themselves and uh, act amongst their peers and uh, their elders and people around us. And I think that's kind of disappeared. You know, I, I, was a, I, I grew up in the 50s and in the 60s. I, I was raised in those years. You know, and, and the, the, the distinct difference in, in the way the respect of elders... And the respect of, of, of family members and of specifically parents um, has has almost just disappeared aside from the Christian world that is still, thank God, teaching those values. And, and so we wonder why there is no respect for authority. There is no, no wisdom in understanding how to respect authority for those uh, uh, first responders that, that, that help save us and guard us. you know? Thank God for those first responders that we have who protect us and who help save our lives. No respect for any of those kinds of authorities. Why? Because of the statistics that I read to you. There's no one in the home teaching them how to respect people. Give attention in Proverbs chapter 5 and verse 1. My son, give attention to my wisdom. The scriptures in Proverbs are designed for a father to teach a righteous way of lifestyle and living to the child. To, number one, teach them the fear of the Lord. How to, and that word fear is not to in the word that when we're afraid and we're, we're trembling and because we don't understand what's going on. That's not the fear that the writer of Proverbs is talking about, but yet it's the respect. That's what that word means. The respect and understanding and knowledge. Proverbs 1 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When we reverence God when we respect God's authority, there will be wisdom that's going to follow for life. And in chapter 9, in verse 10, it says, the fear of the Lord is the what? The beginning of knowledge or wisdom. And we need to teach our children that. Parent, don't just leave it to the Sunday school teacher, the Royal Ranger commander, or, or the, the impact uh, teachers to teach your children. You do that. We've heard messages and have read scriptures uh, in the Old Testament about how important it is to daily teach our children the Word of God. When we rise and when we sleep, before we do those things, teach them the Word of God. Why? Because we're giving them wisdom. And this world needs wisdom from above. We need God's wisdom for life to train our children. Everything starts with understanding what the fear of God is. Teach our children the character of God. Don't just, you know what, if you don't clean your room you're going to hell. If you don't mow the yard, you're, 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 you know, God's going to punish you. And on and on. I teach them the, the, the godly characteristics, the, the, the things that are, are blessing to their children. The good things that God wants to bless them with uh, through their obedience, how they will, they will be uh, just uh, uh, successful in life. This is what God says. If you do this and if you do that, God's going to bless you. God's going to meet all, all your needs. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. He's going to prosper you. Teach them those things. Not just the condemnation and the curses. Because we're good at that, aren't we, parents? better brush your teeth or, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to you. God's going to punish you. Teach them to worship God. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. See, that's what we need to teach our kids, to trust God's Word. It's going to be okay when, when there's problems taking place in families, when couples are having problems, marriages are struggling, even Christian marriages have issues. Uh, Moms and dads, especially dad, you take uh, the role and say, but it's going to be okay. Let your kids know. We're going to work it out. It's going to be fine. Trust in God. Uh, he's going to see. He's going to direct everything that's going to happen in our family. We need to build their faith through the Word of God. Teach the, the, ch- the children that when you trust God, when you put your faith in God, it's going to be okay. When you get older, things that you may be struggling in now God will make it all right see because when I'm completely focused on God he's going to surround me he's going to guard me he's going to help me make the right choices in life teach them not only to fear the Lord or respect God and God's word and to value that but how to guard their hearts and their minds they need to be taught that because I tell you what, what I, from what I'm reading and, 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 and watching and uh, seeing what's going on in, some of our, our, in, some of, in a lot of our schools, nobody's teaching them how to guard their hearts and their minds. And we have to do that at home. We have to make sure that we take dad, we take the responsibility to make sure we show our children, teach them, This is what you need to allow to come into your mind and what not to allow to come into your mind. This is how you need to guard your heart. Proverbs chapter 4 and in verse 23. Watch over your heart, the Word of God says, with all diligence or watchfulness or care. The Father says to his son, for from it, flow the springs of life. In Scripture, in the Word of God, the heart is a reference point to our minds, to the seat of our thought and emotions and will. And the the Word of God says to watch over, guard your heart. Teach our children to guard their hearts because the assault on the human mind is greater today than at any level in the past because of social media and the friends that our kids uh, uh, are in contact with and we have to teach our children especially when you allow them to be on the computer especially when you allow them to have their own cell phones especially when you allow them to be on social media you need to make sure what they're watching My granddaughter lives with us and her mother, and her computer is is, uh, in the hallway in the room where I can see what's going on, how long she's there on, and there's a door between them. Sometimes that door gets closed, and I get up and walk in there, and I look, and I see what she's watching. And which she's playing games. But there's a couple of times that I, I saw, and, you know, it's so easy to drift over, and, and you're seeing these, these weird-looking cartoon characters on there, and I said, uh-uh, that's not happening. And, and you got to get on there and guard it, turn off the things and, and change the levels of what they can watch. Do you do that? Because, you know, we get so busy, don't we? We get so busy with our own things and we're doing whatever and kids are just free to, to go on and watch whatever and, and see whatever they're doing. I don't care you know, if they're 17. They're living under your roof, 18. Watch what they're watching. They're your child. They're your children. That's And, and you see, that kind of wisdom and, and, and understanding in the world, earthly concern. Re- with regard to earthly wisdom, so outdated. That's so old-fashioned. That's so 60s and, and 50s. That's 40s, you know, that, that's way back when. You know what? Put that in your sock and eat it. This, this, this is what the Word of God says. Word of God says we have the responsibility as fathers to make sure we teach our children to guard their minds and their heart. Because I guarantee you, you will see a distinct difference uh, in the way they, they act uh, when you limit their social media stuff. They're happier kids. And they'll look at you like you're a meanie. They'll look at you like you're, you're, you're old-fashioned and that you don't love me. And you're strict. Well, too bad. I do love you. And I am strict. And I'm trying to help you to understand there are things that the devil wants to destroy you with and these are some of those things. Dads, we have a responsibility to teach them how to guard their hearts and their minds diligently. Why? Jesus said in Matthew, it's what comes out of a man that uh, defiles him. What we take in We hear and we see is going to result in an outworking in life. What we allow in, it's our responsibility to make sure our kids understand that. Teach them, instruct them, expose them to godly things. Expose them to godly godly, uh, wisdom and truths from the word of God. And then we teach them by our influence. Teach them to guard their minds and their hearts to fear the Lord. And teach them by example. Matthew, Jesus says in chapter 5 and verse 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Teach them. By our influence and uh, influence by example. That word influence means to affect, to alter the conduct of or thought, character of another. That's what influence means. It means that we are to affect the way our child uh, lives, the way the things that they do, and influence them. For the kingdom of God, it says, "Teach your son to fear your God, and guard your mind, for out of it comes your conduct." It's important that they follow our examples, and I guarantee you, in this day and age, uh, it's not as easy as it sounds. It's it's a challenge. It it is a, a challenge for dads today. And this is why we see so many dads that abdicate. They throw in the towel. They desert the home because they don't want to face the challenge and pay the price that it takes to be an example. And what we need to do through God's strength and through the Word of God, fathers, uh, is to fight that battle to stay where God wants us to be. I mean, I've been doing it let's see, married 53 years, I'd say for 50 years, 49 years, 50 years, fighting the battle of being a dad. And it's not easy, it's difficult, it's hard. it's, 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 it's sometimes doesn't seem worth it, if we're honest. But we still have to do it. Because if we throw in the towel and abdicate our responsibility, look at what, what's going on in the world. That is why what is happening in the world is happening because of the abdication of, of men and fathers. And we as dads need to stand up and rise up and let our lives shine to our children. So that they would follow the good works and God would be glorified. Listen to this quote It is the law of influence that we become like those whom we habitually admire. Men are mixtures of other men. And so. Who our children admire, who their primary force, as we saw in this short video that was put together. George did a good job, by the way, and the team of putting that together. But those children were exalting their father and because they admire him as their father. And we need to ask ourselves, dads, who, who is the, the greatest influence in our children's lives? Yes, I understand there are those heroes, you know, uh, Tom Cruise and yeah uh, the guy and, 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 and oh yeah, all those guys out there, baseball, sports people. and that's I get it, but Dad, Dad, father. You're the one that needs to outpace all those guys. Those guys are fiction. They're, they're pretend. They're Hollywood. They are sports figures. They're somebody else's father. You are your children's father. And our job, my job, your job, is to make sure we are their heroes, that we are the ones that have the greater influence because it's the law of influence that's going to cause them to become who they are. So what kind of examples are we setting for our children? Influence, inspiration, guidance, values, morals, character, attitudes, that's the influence that we are to give to our children. Because they see us, they learn from us, and they live out what they see and what they hear from us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and in verse 33, Do not be deceived, bad company ruins good morals. Do you ever see how your kids are when they go out and play for a while? And they're out there in the street and they're playing, if that's the case, and friends in the neighborhood or they go to school, you know, and you know, they're... They come back, and they're saying stuff they shouldn't be saying, and they're acting the way they shouldn't be acting. And you go, know, what happened to them? I tell you what happened to them. It's called influence. And it's what the scripture says. And I understand no one's perfect, and, you know, yeah, I'm always pushing Christian schools, and especially I'm pushing our school, and we're not perfect. But I guarantee you, I'd rather have my child eight hours a day in a Christian school than eight hours a day in a school where who knows uh, what they're getting and how they're being influenced. That is so, so critical to understand. You see, our kids may not want to hear what we have to say, they might not like what we ask them to or not to do, but we need to stand firm and be the examples and the influence that God expects us to be for them. This is Father's Day, a day to be spoiled, Dad, a day to, to be recognized and, uh, and, and, and all that goes along with that, and that's, that's what's supposed to happen, and that's good. I agree with that. That's excellent. Well, don't let it just be on Father's Day, one Sunday a a year. But every day needs to be Father's Day. Every day needs to be the day that dads stand up to their role and responsibility that God gives us to teach our children the fear and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. To make sure that we teach them how to guard uh, their hearts uh, and their minds. And to make sure that we stand uh, every day and be the godly influence and inspiration that God expects us to be. Those three things uh, are critical if we're to see a change in our society. The importance of fathers? You bet. You bet. Don't let anybody tell you different. Don't let anybody teach you differently. We value moms. We love women. I married one. But they'll never replace a man or the role of a father according to the Word of God. That's the Word of God. People don't like that. They want that to change. But God says, I am the same today, yesterday, and forever. I don't change. I'm not changing. And God's word doesn't change. And so this morning, what I'd like to do is to have you bow your heads for a few moments and close your eyes, if you would.